Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you back to Talking Softball with Coach B. We're well into the high school and college spring season. Select teams have started their seasons, and we just have a lot of action on the diamond right now. So it's an exciting time of year. Mother Nature has been cooperating. We've already had some summer-like weather, and it looks like it's full softball season from here forward. Always a good thing because we know that our players are out being active and we know they're getting a chance to compete and a chance to develop and that's what we do it for is make sure that our players get an opportunity to get better. So today we're going to jump right into it. I want to talk about something that has been happening you know for a couple years now and something that I try not to have an opinion on a lot of things because there's always a reason for things happening, correct? And for what people do or groups do. And, you know, a lot of that's their business. It's not really mine. But I want to talk about something today because there's been a stir about it. If you followed it on social media, there's been a lot of talk about it and uh, questions. So I just, I want to talk about it. We start our select ball with our young teams, right? You know, we have 8U, 10U, 12U, work into 14U, and then through 16 and 18. And, you know, when we talk about our younger teams, we always talk about player development and wanting to make sure that we're giving them the best opportunity to learn the game, develop their skills, get out and play the game, right? But there's been some stuff going on that, it's trickling down, and what I'm talking about today is rankings, national rankings of players in young age divisions. I think it's difficult in select ball to rank players in any age division just because there's such a wide scope of softball across the country, and there's really not one central area that we all send our stats to or we all make sure that we get a chance for our players to be seen by everyone that would be involved in a ranking process but we do it with our 14s and 16s and our 18s and you know my organization is part of the alliance and you know one of the good things that the alliance is doing now is it's keeping track of player stats and keeping track of performance and you can kind of see what people are doing, right? You can kind of compare this team to this team or this player to this player, just kind of based on performance stats. But even with that, we don't have a real good model that says this is how we're going to develop a ranking. It's tough to rank our teams because not every team plays everybody. You know, obviously at the college level and even the high school level, but more so the college level, there's a precise ranking system. The Vision One has the RPI and they have a coaches poll, but then there's also media polls. And then now we're starting to get all of these social media groups that are creating polls, right? And then they're creating top 100 player lists and they're creating player of the year opportunities. And I think that's okay at the college level. I really do. I've never been a huge fan of awards and handing out some kind of award at the end of the year because, again, how are you really measuring that unless you are someone that sees those athletes 
uh, perform daily in practice and in games. So, you know, team awards, I think they serve a purpose. I've never really been big on handing them out. But obviously, when you get into conference and regional play, you can measure players against other players. But the issue I have and the issue that has struck such a nerve in the softball world is the ranking of 12-year-old players. You know, we have rankings coming in out now for 2,028 graduates. Let's realize who a 2,028 graduate is. If a senior is a 23, that makes a freshman a, a, a 26, an 8th grader a 27, and a 7th grader a 28. Do we really want to be ranking the top 100 seventh grade softball players in the country? Do we really have metrics in place that we can rank a 12 year old player on how she compares to other 12 year old players across the country? And what's the advantage? What's the advantage of ranking the top 100 2,028 players? You know, some people say, oh, they put it on their athletic resume. Does that matter on their athletic resume that they were ranked 79th in the country when they were 12 years old? Because if it did matter, then I think we would have to measure and gauge, okay, she was 79th when she was 12. Did she move up? every year after that because if she took a step back would that mean that she digressed as a player would that mean that she wasn't as good of a player as a freshman as she was as a seventh grader and there used to be a time not long ago when yes college coaches were out watching young players play which again i think was really too much, you know, when you're talking about recruiting a seventh or eighth grader, they shouldn't even be engaged in the recruitment process at that point. They're a kid and seventh and eighth graders need to have an opportunity to be kids. We start recruiting them at that early age and we start ranking them at that early age. We just create so much stress and so much more on them then they really need to be prepared to deal with if we just continue talking about the ranking side of it because obviously we've done away with the recruiting side of it which was a really good move by the NCAA but if we look at the ranking side of it what metrics are we using to measure those seventh graders against each other I'm sure everybody can go out and look at a seventh grade class and see the wide dynamic of development between those athletes, just physically, just physical development. So you could say that, well, if she's more physically developed, then she's going to perform better. 
possibly, right? But we start ranking them when they're 12, then the group that may not have been as developed, they start to mature and develop, and now they start closing the gap in physical development with their same age players that they're playing against. And as they move forward into 14U and 16U and then 18U, there's just by numbers, there's going to be more players that may not have measured out at 12 in this upper echelon. Well, now that group is going to expand and numbers are going to change and performance is going to change. And now this group over here that we identified at 12 as being the top 100 players, they may continue to develop and grow, and that's great. But this group's catching up to them, and now we have a much wider group to measure from. So somebody might be 79th in 7th grade because the pool size was smaller. Well, now she has to continue to, to develop and play at a level where is she going to continue to be the 79th best player in the country for the next five years? That's a long period of time, right? And what happens to her psyche when she's ranked 79th as a 12U player, but then when she's 13 and getting ranked... Now she's 105th. Now she may not think she's as good because she, she got ranked 26 spots lower. But her skill set might be fine. It may have stayed the same. Because what are our defined metrics that we're using? What is the basis? How are we measuring? Are we measuring it off game performance? Are we measuring it off physical skill? What are we measuring it off of? And does it even matter what we're measuring when they're 12 years old? Because we have to understand that there's so much time for them to develop and grow that they shouldn't have to be worrying about trying to be one of the top 100 players in the country. All they should be worried about is developing their skills, learning the game, having a great experience playing with their teammates, and going out and competing. That's it. That's really what our objectives need to be for those 12U players. Learn the game. Develop the skills that you're going to need to play the game. And as you grow in the game, you're going to continue to develop those skills and develop your proficiency with those skills so that you can continue to be successful. But not that you can continue to be ranked in the top 100 in the country. That's not the ultimate goal of why we play this game. Right? This is a team sport. Right? And, I mean, I just want to know, is there a metric system? To all these groups out here that are measuring these kids and trying to identify the top 100 kids, What's their metrics? What are the qualification standards to be in that group? Well, there are none. It's based on nomination by coaches and, 
You know, they take the word of someone. Well, you're going to take the word of someone that nominates X number of players here, and then you're going to have X number of players nominated over here, and are you objectively evaluating those players, or are you subjectively evaluating those players to create that ranking? And again, what does it matter? What does it matter where someone's ranked at the age of 12? Because all I see it as, I see it from a couple of different ways. Number one, it's something that our parents are proud of that. Great. And they should be. Anytime your daughter receives an honor or an achievement, they should be proud of them. But now it becomes a, almost a recruiting tool. Because they're playing on this team over here, and, you know, she might be ranked in the top 100. Well, there's, you know, it's only her, maybe two kids. Well, there's a team over here that has five ranked in the top 100. Right? So now this coach of this team over here, they figured out, hey, we're going to go out and recruit more of those top 100 kids. So we're going to start going to these other teams that only have one or two of them. And we're going to start recruiting those players away from them because then my team's going to be full of top 100 players. Again, what's that matter? Well, we can go out and win a 12U national championship with that team if we have all of our players ranked. Great. Most players will get to say that they won a championship. But in the big picture... What does that matter? And I've caught myself every time someone has asked me about this topic and brought it up to me, I feel like my response has become those four words. What does it matter? Because I'll tell you, I spent 25 years coaching at the college level. I don't know if any of the players I ever coached were ever ranked in the top 100 when they were 12 years old. I'll be honest, I don't know if they were ranked in the top 100 when they were 14, 15, 16 years old. Not even sure I really even looked at it when they were 18. Because again, I don't understand the credibility of the ranking system. Fill out a nomination, send it in, names get put on the team. I understand. Everybody, everybody wants to see more and more about our game on social media, and we want to see more out there. And these are all tools to get more publications out there and more opportunities for people to generate revenue. Because obviously, getting someone ranked is, I mean, now you're going to subscribe so you can see your daughter's name in the next ranking, right? It's almost like honor society rankings and some of the other things that, that are out there, not just athletically. You know, you can get your name in a book, be one of the top 500 academic students in the country. And for $89.95, your parents can buy a copy of that book. Right? Well, they'll sell 500 copies of it. But if we expand that from the top 500 to the top 1,000, now we're going to sell at least 1,000 copies of that. So we can generate revenue, right? 
and I get it. I'm, you know, I'm not ever going to be one that says that that youth sports is not a revenue generating business because it is. I'm a part of it, and I understand it. But there's parts of it I don't understand. There's parts of it that when I look at it, I just I wonder why. Okay? There might have been a time when the top seventh graders in the country mattered because colleges were looking for those kids because they were recruiting them so early. But now we're past that. That, that recruiting model is gone, but now we're ranking. Right? And we're, not, we're ranking the top 100 players. We're ranking the top infielders, the top outfielders, the top pitchers, the top catchers. How are we ranking them? All these players aren't playing in the same events. They're all not going to the same analytics combines and getting tested, right? They're playing softball. And that's what they should be doing. They should be 12 years old, they should be out on the field, and they should be playing softball and having fun. They shouldn't be concerned about where they're being ranked while they're doing it. Nowhere in their mindset should they be worried if they go out and have a bad weekend, it's going to affect their national ranking. It just shouldn't happen. That's not something a 12-year-old player needs to be concerned about when they're out on the softball field playing. They need to be fielding ground balls and catching fly balls, swinging the bat, making good contact, having fun with their teammates in the dugout. That's what they should be doing. Because it just seems to me this is another one of those tools and another one of those things out there that we're just adulting our kids too early, taking their childhood away and pushing them in to being young adults earlier and earlier. And they're not. They're 12 years old. They need to be learning. And yes, there are some that are very talented. And it's a blessing to watch them. I work with some of them in hitting lessons. It's a blessing, and I have to remember that they're 12. Because ultimately, my goal as her instructor is, I hope that at the tools she has now at 12... She's going to be able to continue to grow through 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. And then I hope I get a chance to watch her play college softball, if that's what she chooses to do. If that's what she chooses to do. Because that's her progression. She shouldn't be concerned about, well, I'm ranked this at this point. When I'm 12, I need to be ranked at this point when I'm 13 and this point where I'm 14 and that moving forward. That shouldn't be her mindset. Her mindset should be, I'm going to have the best experience I can have. I'm going to develop into the best player I can be. And I'm going to have a ton of fun. I'm going to hopefully have a ton of success. And when I look back at this, I can say, Wow, that was a lot of fun, and that was a hell of a ride, right? I mean, that's what we're hoping for. I hope when I look back at the end of my career, I can make those comments. But I'm not going to take it with me when I go how many teams I coached that were ranked, 
how many national players of the year, how many All-Americans, how many All-Conference players. I'm not taking that with me. I'm looking back and saying, wow, that was a ton of fun, and that was worth every minute I put into it. And I just hope we can get our young kids back to that and get them out of this mindset of having to adult too early, having to be held, you know, to a level early based on where they're ranked. It just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense, right? Because Susie might be ranked in the top 50 at 12. She might decide by the time she's 14, she doesn't want to pick up a softball or swing a bat ever again. You know what? That's okay. That's okay. But what's not okay is she decides to do that because she can't live up to being ranked in the top 50 when she was 12. And she feels the mental pressure and stress of not being able to maintain a irrelevant ranking and it forces her out of the game or it forces her to make any other drastic decisions that's that just it doesn't sit well with me it's it's disappointing and you know i can't control it i'm one person i listen to this group over here have their opinions against it. I listened to this group have their opinions for it. And I just felt like today I wanted to share my opinion. I'm not in favor of it. I think we have to let our young players play. When you need to quit worrying about rankings, we need to quit worrying about stat-based performance ratings. We need to get back to how are we going to measure? What metrics are we going to measure to see how our players are continuing to grow and move forward. Yes, there's numbers out there we can use in analytics which help us in that process, but a good friend of mine that runs another organization, he and I talk about it quite a bit. He said numbers will never replace the eye test, and I think we have to remember that because softball's not just a game for the biggest. We don't play the game with a tape measure. We shouldn't play the game with a radar gun. We need to make sure that we teach our kids to play the game and play the game hard and strive to be the best they can be and give them that opportunity. That's where our development should lie with our younger players, not worried about, oh, my Lord, the rankings come out in two weeks. You know, what do I, how do I need to write the best resume so I can have the most players ranked in the top 100? What does it matter? The next time somebody brings it up to me, that's going to be my response. What does it matter? And I think everybody engaged in it, parents, coaches, even the players, need to answer that question. What does it matter? So that's my two cents on ranking. I know we'll probably continue moving forward, and hopefully I won't see the day that we're, that we're ranking coach pitch players and t-ball players, but who knows? But I want to thank everyone for 
tuning in today. As I always say, I'm having a great time doing this. I really enjoy it. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions, please reach out to us through the Facebook page, and uh, we'll try to answer them on air. And uh, until we get a chance to talk again, I hope everybody has a great day. Hope everybody has a lot of fun and enjoys doing what matters on the softball field. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash talking softball gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode this has been talking softball with coach b and i want to thank you for listening and i hope everybody has a great day